everybody, this is Jared Bell with I Got Your Six Podcast. In this episode of I Got Your Six Podcast, we're going to be talking about something that everyone needs to talk about. This is where we're going to talk about the elephant in the room, alright? And you're going to know this, season 9. We're going to be focusing season 9, not season 8. We're not talking about the red pill, this is season 9. We're going we're gonna to address the elephant in the room, alright? Because I had someone who listened to my podcast who was asking me this question. And they were telling me, they were saying how it's all, you know, good and fine and dandy, but reality check. <coughs> so, alright, sorry about that. I'm drinking coffee. Hey, I like to drink coffee. And sometimes I do drink coffee, so that's how you do it. So what I want you to do is I want you to listen to this. We're going to address that elephant in the room. But first, it's moto time. Hey, remember this, folks. Rich people, poor people. Poor people act rich. Rich people act poor. Think about that when it comes to tax time. Don't rob Peter to pay Paul. Hey, pay all your bills. And don't forget, pay them on time. Hey, do me a favor. Each and every one of you, I want you to listen carefully. Listen very, very carefully. I love each and every one of you. And I love you uh, wholeheartedly. And I want you to love yourself. Truly love yourself as I love you. I want you to love yourself because I love you and this is what I mean by I love you. The world is your oyster. Today is the day that you can become successfully wealthy. All you got to do is get out there and work hard. You can become who you set you out to be. I believe that you can become what you want to be. And remember this, never quit your day job while conquering the world. Time is money. Money is time. Don't waste my time. Don't waste my money. Remember that. <laughs> the reason why I say never quit your day job come to the world, my daddy always says that. And so now that's why I'm going to address about the elephant in the room. I, someone asked me, how do you, what do you mean by when you say your daddy? My father. My father, his name is Michael Bell Sr. My father is, a, I'm going to tell you, so we're going to get into this, like I said, the elephant in the room. My father was a Vietnam veteran. Growing up, my dad, growing up, I lived on a military base. This is all about business. We're getting into that. I lived on a military base with my dad. First military base I can remember was I we lived in Hampton, Virginia. My dad worked at an, my dad worked at the Army Air Force. He worked at an Air Force base for the U.S. Army. At that time, Army and Air Force was like was like change, was like interchanging. Army and Air Force was like put like putting on a pair of underwear, like putting on a pair of boy shorts. I mean, it was the same. Like a, like a guy wearing his a guy wearing his boxers and his girlfriend puts them on too. Girlfriend decides I'm gonna wear his boxers and she goes to grab a pair of his boxers and puts them on because they fit comfortable and they and they feel good and they look good. Well, hey, they do. So they started making uh, boxers for women because women like it. Women start liking men's underwear and vice versa. Men start liking women's underwear, so they started making underwear for men that look like women. They do. They really do. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's just the, what I mean by the interchangeable. And that's how my dad was. He worked like that. And my dad would always have these idiotisms. You know, when you are a kid, your parents always have these idiotisms and stuff. And and I never knew what the idiotisms were or what they meant. But my dad would always tell him, like a hand in, like a bird in the hand is 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 like bird in the hand, two in the bush. You know that kind of idiotisms, stuff like that. That's what I mean by idiotisms and stuff. Uh, you know, things like that. I I got, I mean, seriously, um, I can give you a list of idiotisms. I think, um, hold on, I can probably, we could do a whole bunch of things on idiotisms and stuff. 
stuff like with Nietzsche and what stuff with Confucius and stuff like with um, Sun Tzu, the art of war. You know, to know your enemy is to study him. To win, to conquer the battle, you must first already won the battle. Stuff like that by Sun Tzu. I'm just using that to metaphor. That might not have been Sun Tzu stuff. That might have been um, J.R. Bell's um, War, Art of War. You know, hey, you never know. And Frederick Nietzsche always had great, you know, great quotes. You know, but I'm just saying things like that. So what I mean by that, that my dad would always throw these little words of wisdom. I never knew when I'm a kid. When you listen, to be technically honest, when you are a kid, you never truly listen to your parents. I never listened to my parents until I became, until I got older. When I got older, that's when I listened, when I started taking what my parents say seriously. Because I didn't understand what they meant until I became older. And when I became older, that's when I realized what my parents said was telling the truth. So that's when I started listening. Okay? That's when I listened. As my parents started telling me stuff, I listened. When I was old, when I was younger, I didn't. My dad, my mother, my dad, my mother would say, a hard head makes a soft behind. And you go, I don't get it. I don't get that. And you don't get it. But when I got older, I realized what that meant. Means that you're you're a knucklehead and stuff like that. So now that's the part of the elephant in the room. So when when I was telling you about how how I say, how I said my, how I, how I always say, like, you know, never quit your day job while conquering the world, is my dad would always tell me that. He said, you would always say, hey, son, never quit your day job while conquering the world. And I go, okay, but what does that mean? He says, no matter what you do in life, always have something to fall back on. Have a backup plan. So if you go out, he says, he gave me an, he gave an example. Let's say you go out there in the world and you decide to start. You decide to start your own business. You're gonna run your own business. You're gonna start doing everything you're gonna do, everything you can do to run your own business. But while you're running your business, your business is not making enough money to stay afloat. So what do you do? You have a backup plan. That's the job that you started on. So you can start your own side hustle or whatever business you want to do on the side. But then in in hindsight, you can actually be able to run your, you be able to keep yourself afloat by paying bills and things, have your cell phone on, keep the lights on and stuff like that so that your business can grow. So never quit your day job. You can do whatever you want to do is keep that day job. Trust me, that day job will help you and will benefit you. That's what that means. That's the elephant in the room. Another thing, I'm going to tell you this, and I'm stressing this highly. People always ask, like, people always think that it's real easy. I'm going to tell you right now. Here's the the part that I'm going to tell you. What you need to do is this, two things. You, You want to start a business, right? You want to start your business. You want to do your business. I'm going to tell you right now. Start doing your business on the low, low. Cheap as possible, start doing your business. Okay? Do your business as cheap as you can. All right. Try to do your business as cheap as you can, as cheaply as possible. That's what you want to do. Try to do that as cheaply as possible. And whatever you have to do, if you got to if you got to cut corners, just to yeah, do that. What I mean is that if you can get it for free, get it for free. 
I knew, like this, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. I, I knew this guy, this is how this works. I knew this guy, he wanted to start his business. He had a great idea. What he did was he wanted to start a company. So they said, so he went and did what I, he did exactly what I always tell people. And, and, I, and I stress what, about what I told people. I, I actually tell them, this is what you do. Get a P.O. box. That's what he did. Because he listened. Because I, I, I gave him the blueprint. I'm going to give you all the blueprint again. Start a business, right? Here's what you're going to do first. First thing you're going to do is you're going to go to the post office. You got to spend a little money. Start your business. You got to spend a little money. But this time you're going to do it on the cheapness. First thing you're going to do is you're going to go to the post office. You're going to see how much it costs for one year. Not six months, one year for post office. Get the smallest P.O. box. You don't need a big one. Just a small one. Small one's fine. Put it in your company's name. Yep. Second, you want to go to your bank. If it's not your bank, go to a credit union. Credit unions are better. Much nicer, well-equipped credit unions, really nice. Okay? Once you go to a credit union, what you're going to do is you're going to ask. You're going to ask to open up a business account. Just a small checking account. No checks needed, just the, the debit card. Nothing else, just a business card. Next thing you want to do is, you want to go online, and you want to register your company. Go to a place to go, LegalZoom. LegalZoom is a great place to, um, to register your company. You can do that there. You know why? It's not bad. It doesn't cost as much to register your company. You can cost a little bit of money, but not as much as you think it costs. Enough to get an LLC or an S Corp or C Corp or D Corp or B Corp or A Corp or whatever. Corporate you want to set it up in or, or you want to be as a corporation, you know, you know, or, you know, LLC or whatever. Whatever you want to set it up as, you can do it right there with that name and with that company. Set it up right there. It's perfect. Legally, you got it. You're done. You're in there. You're in like Flynn. Once you done set that up right there with LegalZoom, you got your name and all that stuff all set up, you paid your fees. Like I said, it's going, you're going to do everything on the cheap. I always say try the cheapness, cheap route. When you do the cheap route, that's the route that's going to benefit you. You know? That's the part that's going to benefit you. You know? And that's the part that you need to do that's going to benefit you so that you can do whatever you need to do to benefit yourself so that you can start making yourself better now after you do all that you gotta go then you go on like social media i would say go to instagram get a new instagram page not your page go get another page put it in your company's page get a, a facebook put it in that company's page get a twitter account put it in that company's page that company's, you know, page. Do everything like that. So that everything has that company's ad and have everything on there. And then put like a like a mission statement about your company. Be like, um, hey, this is be like, hi. I got your six podcasts. Be like, I got your six podcasts by J.R. Bell. Our pod this podcast is a podcast to enrich and help people whatever they possibly can. This podcast is for the people, by the people, of the people, and will be ran until the people decide they don't want to listen. This podcast is dedicated to all the people that are listening 
all the listeners that are listening, those many, far and few. This podcast will, will, will help and enrich you. We'll give you information that will take care of you. We'll also help you achieve your dreams, your goals, and life. That's what I'm talking about. That's like a mission statement. I'm just using that example. That's not my mission statement. Trust me. Nope, that is not JR's mission statement. Trust me, I, I'm telling you it's not. But I wish it was. Was it? No, not really. I was using an example. So now we know the example. We know that. Okay, we good. Now, like I said, now you got that all set up and your pages up and you got photos and everything. Then you stop. You can also go online. I would say go to Google and set up a web page off of Google. Use the analytics by Google and set up a web page. That should help you. Set up a web page on Google. That should help you. Now you got a web page on Google. You're good. Now you got that good. Now you can decide what your company's going to be, what, what what product you're going to use support. Is it going to be a social media company? Is it going to be an e-commerce? Is it going to be a corporation? Whatever you want to do. Is it going to be like a holding kind of company? You need to know what you want, what you what you're trying to set it up as. Okay. All right. Let me tell you something. That's what you got to do. Think about what you want to set it up as, all right? Listen carefully. When you decide what you want to set it up as, you run it that way, okay? All right? That's how you do that. We good on that. Good. Now, the next thing I want you to think about, this is what I'm, seriously, what I'm saying, what I'm telling you, try everything on the cheap. Everything's for cheap, cheap. Try to get stuff. And then when you need networking, utilize your friends. Utilize your friends. If, you, if your friends can't help you try utilizing some of your co-workers where you work at use your co-workers be like hey I need a favor and they will they'll be like well so what's the favor hey I have a company can you put that on your social media uh no I'm not really want to do that I'll pay you really how much well it depends on how many you how many people from I'm gonna give you what you call an affiliate link to go to my site and, and every time someone clicks on that link, guess what? You get paid, I get paid. When I get paid, you get paid. All right, if someone comes here just to look around, you get paid, you get a finder's fee. If they make a purchase, you get a big finder's fee. Okay? That's what I'm talking about right there. So that you can tell these people and help them, they can help you make money. Stuff like that. You know? So, yeah, like I said, that's how he started his company. And his company made him, he started doing that, and then he he waited. When he waited, he started his company. He made a lot of money. When he started his business, he started putting out more and more content on his business. And everybody started coming to his business, and he started making so much money. That's what you need to do. Put out your content and start making that money, all right? Because I'm telling you right now, you can achieve that right there. And everything that you want to do to start your business is all right there. Just just follow the techniques that I said. And you can go look at my earlier podcast. I talk about that. Now, the elephant in the room. And I always say, what is the elephant in the room? The elephant in the room was, was, was the one about my dad. That was the elephant in the room. Okay, now we got that out of the way. Let's focus. Listen. I always say that because, I mean, a lot of times I've always stressed that, and you know, and then I always talk about that because I want you to understand that I know that each and every one of you have an opportunity today. You have an opportunity to, to make so much history. 
whatever you want to do today, today, today's a, today's a holiday. If it's a holiday today, great. If it's not, okay. Whatever day you decide you want to start doing your business, start doing your business. I'm telling you, I'm here to help you. I'm here to help you make your history in motion. Today is the day that I want you to change the history maker, change that negative into a positive. I want you to become successful. I want you to make all the money you want to make. I don't care what you got. You know what? <coughs> there was this. Uh, there was this one guy. You know what he did? Every time, every time he got a, every time he got a bill in the mail, he would say, "I got a check in the mail, and I need to cash that check." I never knew. I never looked at bills like that. But that's the way he looked at them. He looked at them as checks. And I go, well, I really don't look at them like that because the bill's a bill. I mean, I want to pay. I mean, bill's a bill and, you need, and bills need to be paid. Nope, he thought, he looked at them as checks and said they just should be like checks. And he said, I get checks a lot. No, Negro. No, sister soldier. No, sooky, sooky, sook. No. A bill's a bill. It's not a check. But his mind said that's the way he looked at it. And, and every time he thought, looked at it that way, it made him feel better. Nah, I don't want to feel better. I want to feel lousy. I get a, I get a bill. I need to pay that bill. Hard to thing to do, but that's something that you got to do. Okay. Now we understand that. All right. Now we know. Got to pay that bills. All right. So now you, now you know how to start your business. We addressed the elephant in the room. We did that. All right. We good. See, see a lot of stuff my dad would always say. It was just stuff that I, a lot of y'all probably be like, what? What? I don't understand that. My dad would always say weird things. I mean, he was great. He was a beast about motivating. My dad was type of provider. Let me tell you something about my father so that you would understand. So you understand. He was a Vietnam veteran. And my dad had my dad had two kids. He had one child that wasn't his. He was raised. And and then he had two kids that were his. And my dad had a mentality of I need. I didn't get no instructions. So what do I do? My dad would sit there and treat us like the military. Literally, I can't. I mean, you can't make this up. This is right here. You can't make it up. My dad treated us like the military. You know what he would do? He would literally tell us we had to have 18 inches of white hospital corners. Our room had to be spotless. He would come in with a white glove, and we put a white. He wear a white glove and put it on his hand. And he would walk around and literally touch things, baseboards, everything. And I'm looking like, we're kids. Our room's meant to be dirty, a little bit. Toys had to be perfectly in order. Yes, that was my dad's type of thing. Because he was a soldier. He was a soldier. This will, this will defend. This will defend that kind of soldier. Army. Army of one. Ahua kind of soldier that was my dad my dad was a vietnam soldier kind of guy he got drafted in the time of war that kind of that kind of thing you see what i'm saying so i'm just saying this is what i'm talking about so you need to kind of and and we didn't understand that my dad was an ass like i said my father was an asshole and i mean he was a he was a dumb he was a royal dumbass but a straight asshole. And when I say dumbass, he was a dumbass because the things that he did to us could get, could, could, sit, could get him locked up in jail today. 
Back then, it was just called discipline. That's how my dad sees it. That's called discipline. Nowadays, that ain't called discipline. That's called abuse. Seriously, that was what you called abuse. So that was what I'm saying, the elephant in the room. But I do say one thing. It made me better than what I am. It made me better today than what I am. There was a rule of thumb that, you know, people always say, um, when I have kids, I'm not going to do what my father did. And that didn't work out. Because I didn't, I did not raise my kid. So I didn't discipline my kid. So uh, his mom did. Yeah, my ex-wife did. She raised him. Kind of, sort of. But I don't know. That's how she raised him. I'm just going to leave it at that. She raised him. If he was raised by me, he would have been, it would have been really strict. I would have been really strict, not lenient. It would have been strict. Seriously strict. Hard, I would have been a hard ass. But I didn't raise him, so I did not give him that discipline. Because I'm military. So, and, and yeah, yeah, you would have got discipline from me. It would have been all military, straight hard. I would have been a hard ass. Yeah, we would have been straight hardcore. None of that, uh, can I go up? Nah. How's your room look? Uh, it's okay. Okay? Nah, we don't do okay. How's your grades? Oh, uh, yeah, all right. All right, we don't do all right. I need A's and B's. I don't, you get one C, we don't, we won't see you, see your friends later. You ain't going out there. They're going to be like, oh, my dad's an asshole. That's right. I'm the king of the assholes. That's how they're going to put it. That's what they're going to put on my headstone. If I would have raised him. He's the king of the assholes. That's right. That's what have been on my headstone. True story. But I didn't raise him. His mother did. So, so that's how that goes. And he did. And, I'm, and, and you know what? He's glad that he's glad I didn't raise him. Oh, he's so lucky I didn't raise him because I, I, I would have been so strict on him. Didn't matter. Just my discipline. I would have. I would have. I would have had him like military. He would have been Marine Corps ready. I would have woke him up, zero dark 30, let's go PT, let's go, let's get up, let's go, field day, it's field day, Thursday field, Wednesday field day, Wednesday night field day, boom, 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 I would have got a day job and I would have had perfect, he would have, I would have got a day job, he's gone to school, I'm at work, come home, boom, field day, boom, we struck cleaning everything, done, 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 right on a Wednesday. I would have had it like that because I probably would have got a job where I know I'm working every weekend. So, and I would have had my days off. I would have made sure my days off were on Wednesdays. It's Wednesday and Thursday. Oh, field day. Boom. Done. And I would have been like, you know, doing stuff like that. That's how you know. Yep. But, like I said, my son's doing good now. He's doing really good. His mother raised him. So, she raised him and that's whatever she did. That's how she disciplined him. Whatever she did, that's how, you know, that's that's the, that's the part she did. So, I leave it at that. We're good on that. Now, now, back to business. When, when it, like I said, that's like I was saying about my dad. My dad was very, very strict. So, that's the part that a lot of people would say, wow, your dad is too strict. He was. But it also is a good way because it makes you effective in business. You gotta be that way in business because you want people to take you seriously. Let me tell you something. I knew this lady. I knew this lady because I read her story. She started a company. She started a multi-billion dollar corporate company. Ran the company, but her husband was the face of the company. Yep. 
Her husband was the face of the company, but she ran it. One day it all came, one day it all blew up. One day they were at a meeting and her husband was there like he normally does. He's always there, smiles and everything and stuff. Board members were there and stuff that she had. And they were asking and some some guy, he was a he was a hedge, he was a mergers and acquisitions type guy. He was a raider, corporate raider. Basically what he does, he buys companies and he breaks them apart. You seen the movie Wall Street? Yeah, with Michael Douglas and and yeah, that movie right there. With Charlie Sheen, yes. And also with Shadow LeBeau, yes, that person too. We can use both of them. Yes, that's the kind of movie I'm talking about. Yeah, that movie right there. And guess what? Yeah, he took, he was a, his name was Gordon Gecko. That movie was good. That's the kind of movie I'm talking about. Yeah, that's the movie I'm talking about right there. So now, you that now you have this company, right? That's the that's what I'm talking about when I say that's business, right there. That's a corporator goes in and does stuff like that. So, you know. You wanna, you wanna, and she and she ran her company really good until that day they were, was in a meeting with with a um, corporator. He was he owned all the shares of the company except except for half of the stock. He bought up the other half from all the other the other half of the stocks. He ended up buying them. He bought he bought up every stock but fifty percent. That fifty percent of shares he couldn't buy because she owned them, not her husband. Husband had no stocks in the company. He was a, he was just the face of the company. She ran that company. They sat there and they were like, and they were like, uh, uh, so tell us. They were asking him all these questions that he didn't know none of those answers. So his wife was like, you mean this, this, this? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, well, won't you let him answer? Well, sir, uh, why is she... Tell your secretary or something, why is she talking? Why can't you speak for yourself? And he goes, oh, well, you know, she does all the day-to-day operations and stuff. <coughs> that's why I, excuse me, that's why I have her and stuff. And they go, really? Look like she knows more about the company than you? Well, she does. And he goes, she does. She does know more about the company than I do. And they were like, really? He goes, yes. And he goes, so do tell. Tell me how she know more about the company than you. He goes, well, because she knows how to run this company better than anyone else in this world. She can run this company way better. And she's the, C- she's the owner of the company. I'm just the CEO. She owns this company. He, he, her husband was like, she owns this company. I'm just the face of the company. Yep, that's right. That's how this company works. And the guy was like, really? He goes, yes, I'm the face. She's the owner. <coughs> Sorry, drinking coffee. I like to drink coffee. Hello. <coughs> Hello, I like coffee. Nectar of the gods. I drink it all day. I shouldn't, but I do. I shouldn't, but I do. And that's what happened. And I'm just saying, gotta keep it 100 honest with you. Oh, so good. 
But like I said, back to story. Like I said, so the the guy in the the, the hedge the guy who's a corporator, he's like, I want your company. And she said, not selling. She said, I'm not selling my company. He says, Well, we'll see about that. I'm gonna buy up all those shares. I, there's like 50% shares up. I'm gonna buy them. She said, You can't because I own them. She says, Because I own those. And he goes, What? Yep, I own those. That's my share. Oh, uh, but what about your? What about your? What about what about him? Your husband? Nah, he own, he doesn't have any. He has none. I'm the only one that has the shares. My husband doesn't have any. He doesn't too much care for stock. I do. And they were like going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. They were just arguing about the company. She never sold. She never sold the company. And all the stocks that he bought up. He said, if you want them, it's going to cost you this much. He inflated the stock. He charged her three, charged her five times the amount of what the stock was valued at. So a good example, if the stock was valued at, say, 100 bucks, he wanted $500 per stock, five times the value. Yep. And, and she bought, and you know what she did? She, she got a massive loan and bought up all the stocks of her company and then turned around and took the company private. She got the stocks and took them private on purpose because she had a belief system and she said, I am going to keep it private. No more is it going to be public ever again. No more. I am not taking it public. It's going to stay private. And she and she kept it private. And that company generating that company was private. It was generating over six point nine million in a year in sales. That's in sales. Not bad. But that was one of her that's one piece of her company. She has approximately three divisions in her company. All three divisions, she has three divisions in her company. Two divisions are private, one is public. The one that's public, that one generated like that one generated like 98 million in sales. Yes, 98 million. Not 9 million or 900,000. Nope, 98 million in sales. And that was a great thing because that company right there is the only company that shows a record profit because it's a public company. All the other ones, she kept them private. And that company, if anybody wanted to buy it, they can. Because she will sell it. Because that's the only one that's showing value. And that's what she did. She was like, that's the only one that's value and profit. So what I'm telling you, look. What I'm saying about that thing is sometimes you may, you may not, you may not, let's say, good example. Let's say you start a company. But you don't want to be in front of the company you get you get your you get your better half to be in front of the company. You get your husband, you get your wife, you get your life partner, whoever in your company to be the face of your company. That's what you get. You get that person to be the face of your company. That's all you got to do. That's what I'm saying. Get them to be the face of your company. 
and let them be the face of your company. That's all you got to do. Let them stick in your face and let them be the face of your company and then you sit in the back and run it. That, you, that, that, that does work really great. I'm just saying, look it up. I'm telling you, I'm just trying to help you so that you can become a better person so that you can make more effective money than anything else. You want to make money? That's how you're going to make money. Do that. That's how you're going to make that paper. That's how you're going to make the money. That's how you're going to get that money. Because you may not want to be in front. You might want to just be in back. You might want to just stay in the background and just run the company. But you don't want to be out in front. Because you don't want you, you want you want to keep your private life private. There's a gentleman. The reason why I say that. There's a gentleman out of um, out of France. No, out of Italy. This guy out of Italy. This guy right here is a mega guy's a multi-billionaire yeah he's a multi-billionaire globally guess what also he is he's very private he doesn't he doesn't take a limo like some people take limos and shuttles and all that stuff have drivers and stuff doesn't do that either he gets on the public transportation he, he he'll he'll catch a he'll catch an uber lift i'm using the what that what, what yeah what what he does use he'll get an uber lift He'll take that and go anywhere he wants to go. He'll catch a ride like an Uber Lyft. Or sometimes he'll catch a, a, a ride with... Um, he'll do an Uber Lyft or he may even get a cab. Or take a, a ride share, shuttle. He'll do stuff like that. I'm just saying. But the guy just does things like that. And guess what? He's private. And lives in a modest apartment. And doesn't doesn't spend a lot of his money a lot of people always ask this guy doesn't spend hardly any of his money well that's the reason why yep that's the reason why he doesn't and he should but he don't one day he will I'm just saying one day that guy probably will but until then, that guy just lives like that because that's how he lives. Oh, it's not open. I thought I'd check. We're going to check. All right. Okay. We drive by. We're doing a drive by. Yeah. So, I'm just saying. Just thought I'd check. You know. And everybody always wanting to know how life is, you know, and how to be that successful and everything else. You know, everybody wants to know how that you could do that. Just do like that guy did, okay? Let me tell you something. If he could do it, you could do it. You can run your company and be very successful and and be able to have abundance of wealth and be able to run your company the way you want it to run it, all right? Listen up, everybody. This is J.R. Bell with I Got Your Six Podcast, and I'm here to tell you right now, today's your day to be successful. You can change your history, turn a negative into a positive. Do what you got to do to get out there and, start, and, and, and do what you got to do. Sometimes you may have to go out and get a wise, older person 
give you some mentor, mentor from an older person. So whatever business you want to do, go find someone to mentor you. Get some help. Don't, 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 don't go out there and struggle because the struggle is real. I know. I'm living proof about that, all right? We're doing my podcast. You know what I do? In my podcast, I um I go and I and I get people that that done podcasts longer than me. I ask them for tips. I tell them my podcast and tell them, listen, they say, what, what, what kind of lane, what do you talk about? I told them, it's random things, it's all randomness, different genres, I don't stick to one format, I just talk about certain things and I stick to that and then that seasons that, then when it's over I get something else and I just keep moving around until I find my niche, but until then, it's just randomness. They told me, they like it, keep doing that. Some One person told me I should get like a million dollars, I should get like over $400,000 worth of equipment, I said... And I got a full-time job, and I got rent, I got food to pay, I got food to eat, I got eat and stuff, and that's what I mean. So I can't really do that. But until then, I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing. I love y'all. Y'all keep. I love you that you're rocking with me, and I, I'm gonna keep rocking with you. So everybody, this is Jr. Bell from I Got Your Six podcast, and Bravo Six going dark, and happy holidays.